you're just funny. It's you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, Jake. Who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, exciting episode, as always. I say that with most of my episodes, but this is a fun one because if you've been following me on YouTube and you subscribed, appreciate you, but uh, I didn't get a chance really to talk a lot on the podcast about some movie reviews, and I don't get a chance to geek out as much, so my YouTube is really where I get a chance to geek out a lot, but most recently, the new Batman came out, Matt Reeves' take on the Cape Crusader. And this is my first uh, quote-unquote official podcast about the topic. I've done a review, a full review on it, but uh, I, I figured what better person to have on than uh, Tyrone Magnus. So if you guys don't know Tyrone, uh, big YouTube sensation. YouTube sensation. He's a big YouTube sensation. He uh, does everything geek-related, voiceover, actor, uh, just tons of, of great content. So check out his YouTube channel. I'll leave the link in the description below. But this was a really fun chat because he's been on the podcast before, and I think it was like last year that I had him on when Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League came out on HBO Max, and we geeked out about that. So I figured we I, we got to have him on. We got to talk about the Batman and uh, his take on it, his take on the future of DC, because uh, he's got some really interesting points. And even if you're not like a, a superhero fan, if you're just a movie junkie, I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. But um, again, just a really cool uh, a cool episode that I think you guys will get a kick out of. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I do want to thank our sponsors over Perfect Keto. So, uh, folks, whether you follow a healthy diet regimen or not, uh, really Perfect Keto talks and preaches about just living a healthier lifestyle. And whether that's through their blog, that they talk about uh, different uh, foods that you can and can't eat that are healthy for you, some myths. They talk a lot about that, but they, they just have a plethora of great foods on their site at perfectketo.com. So tons of great supplements. You know, they have uh, one of my favorites is super fat, which you guys hear me talk about all the time, but they also have some really great supplements like collagen, which is really good for skin and hair growth. They even have uh, greens, uh, which is one of their supplements where it's just in, it's in a powder form, but it's up to 23, I think, or 26 uh, fruits and veggies per scoop. So if you're like me and just don't have enough time that day to intake a lot of fruits and veggies that you think you should, this is a great way to get those nutrients in your system without actually bombarding your intestines with a bunch of fruits and veggies. You can check out perfectketo.com to see everything they got. Again, tons of great snacks, healthy foods, and things that actually help you reach your goals. Use the code THEBERARDO if you want 20% off the entire order. So you can load up your cart with anything you want. You'll get 20% off. Um, again, use the code THEBERARDO at perfectketo.com. But without further ado, everyone, please help me welcome my guest, on the Barada podcast today, Mr. Tyrone Magnus. And I, I actually wanted you on. I'm, I'm glad you saw it because I saw it on the first as well. I got I got I, I got the fan premiere as well. IMAX, only way to go for a movie like this. And I didn't realize, but I think the last time I had you on was maybe this time last year when when Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. And yeah, we we geeked out about that. that and oh and I gotta tell you, because I know you're a big Zack Snyder fan and when I first went into, when I first saw this trailer, 
and when I heard about it and all the rumblings and all that, because it was around when Zack Snyder came, I think it was 2019, they talked about Matt Reeves taking over when Affleck pulled out. And I was like, dude, they're making a mistake. They need a the Snyder versus the only way to go. And I was so set on, like Heath Ledger himself, may he rest in peace, could rise from the dead and say, I'm going to do another movie. And I'm like, no, it needs to be Affleck. Like I would be so, so that was my perception when I first heard about it. Then I saw the teaser with the Nirvana cover. Yeah. And I'm like, interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was bored until he beat the guy down. Yes. And I was like, that's the part that caught everybody off guard. Chills, bro. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, hold on. Ben Affleck who? Like, what? Like, you forgot about it real quick. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, well, eventually I still want the Snyderverse and all that because nothing could beat that that version of of where I wanted Batman to go. And then I saw this movie last night or the other night on the first. And dude, I I was speechless, number one. And I I found myself, I saw my buddy Nova, who's a huge Batman geek as well. And I I felt myself like I didn't want to say it, but I was like, because I'm such a big Dark Knight fan and Snyder fan. And I'm like, Dark Knight was always my top. I even did a ranking the night before, top 10, and Dark Knight was number one. And I, I, I did it on the 31st, or excuse me, the 28th of February. And then I was like, I'm seeing the Batman tomorrow. Dark Knight, it's always going to be number one. I said this on my YouTube video. It's still up. And I go, the next day I did a Batman review, and I go, I was wrong. <laughs> this is the best Batman movie, not just live action, but animated, because I'm a big animated fan as well of Batman. But just the way Matt Reeves took the character, uh, the storyline, true detective. I mean, it was like, it was the comics, man. It was the comic adapted into this horror movie, like kind of like a mix between like Seven and Saw, and but without the cheesiness of Saw. Yeah, and like yeah. very noir, but what got me the most? A lot most, of people said they, they felt that seven saw feel. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mainly it was Paul Dano. So I want to get your pin on a lot of stuff. But one thing that gave me the chills was in the beginning. Spoiler alert! Uh, when Robert Pattinson's narrating. Yeah, yeah. That right there was like when he's journaling about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It gave me like a very Sin City vibe. You know how. Oh, Okay. Right, okay. like Mickey yeah. Rourke was like talking shit about the city and it's dirty and all that. And I'm like, oh, I hope he does this to the whole movie. And he did. And it was, yeah. we've never seen that before. And yeah, I just and thought I that was that a genius take. Yeah. yeah, everybody got a monologue. Everybody. That's true. Everybody got a monologue. You're right. Everybody, all the main characters got yeah. a monologue in this. So oh, I was just like, this is interesting. By the third monologue, I was like, <laughs> he's monologuing too. Holy shit. So then as an actor, I pay attention to how good their monologue is. And I'm like, they all killed it. They all killed it, man. They crushed it. So definitely. I sat, lo- the movie, I, I sat in the movie and I was like, there was a point where I was like, I cannot believe how good this is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't For know sure. if I was a third in, but I was like, this is, I'm really surprised. <laughs> well, and because, I mean, it's three hours long. And yeah. I mean, you don't feel three hours. I mean, for like a three-hour movie, even, again, I know you're a big Snyder fan. Um, I think we could agree that his version of Justice League, it doesn't even 
Right. Josh Whedon doesn't exist. Like, take that out of the Warner Brothers vault. That movie was incredible, right? Four hours long. There were some parts where I'm like, eh, I'll fast forward through. Or that's when I'll go to the bathroom. Like, I could miss a couple parts. It's still a beautiful piece of, of work for that four hours. But this movie, this version of Matt, like that three hours, I was I was in the zone. I did not want to leave at all. I think I might have bladder issues because I held my urine so much. I mean, it was right. I mean, there's not a really, there's not really a part in there. I made sure I stopped drinking anything a certain amount of time before. So I, yes, that's good advice. That's good advice for anybody that wants to see it is, you know, plan, don't eat any crazy, no coffee beforehand, like do it right. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. It, it only, there was a point I do remember though. It didn't feel like three, but there was a point where it felt a little long to me. I do remember mm-hmm. that. I, I, I never mentioned that in my review. Um, and I was watching um, maybe Schmozno, I think it was. And I think he was saying how, um, I don't know if it was him. Maybe it was Greg Alba's brother. But they mm-hmm. were saying how as great of a movie as it is, he doesn't know how rewatchable it is. Like That's the Dark Knight, because you can watch the Dark Knight every day. That's true. You know what I mean? It's, it was one of those type of movies when it came out. That's true. But because of the mood and the energy of this, I don't know if you could watch it every day like yeah. that with that type of. The Dark Knight brings out, um, and movies like that bring out your childlike excitement. Mm. Watch it. That's true. I feel like this movie brings out more of a, um, I don't know, a, a critic wine tasting, euphoric type of, yeah, I want sophisticated, to yeah, and enjoy this. Yeah, the, yeah. you know what I mean? The, That's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah. A, more of an experience type of movie yeah. than, yeah, know, I never. Than, that, I love. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. That is true. And you know what it is, though, now that you say it, what I think gives you that feeling that it's a long is because it's so the cinematography is so beautiful and gorgeous. There's a lot of pan ins and outs. And, yeah. you know, like even when the Riddler gets caught, that's in the trailer, you could see it when they they're outside the diner, the cops move in. Even yeah. that pan in scene, it was like like 20 seconds before they even, so I (laughs) I mean, you can, and there's like probably 50 moments in the movie that do that. And it's definitely part of the movie. Like I'm not saying to take it out, Matt Reeves, but you're right though. Cause if you take out all those pan out moments and pan in moments, the movie's like two hours, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you know? So it's definitely part of the film. It's a slow burn. It was a slow burn. Yeah. So you're right, though, because I can't envision myself because I just read an article saying that it's going to be out on HBO Max, I think, end of April. Um, So like I'll watch it the second it comes out. But yeah, you're right. Like the Dark Knight, I could watch that every single day. You know, I can have it in the background. I can. It's just a great. It's just a great movie. Feels like it moves faster. That's true. That's true. But man, I there's so much to unpack about this movie in general. But like, what is your take overall on? Uh, how Matt Reeves uh, kind of displayed Bruce Wayne slash Batman. And I say Bruce Wayne loosely because there's barely Bruce Wayne, which is fantastic. Which is, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And when he was Bruce, 
he didn't change from being Batman. He spoke the same way. <laughs> Love um, and that part was great. Um, you know what's interesting? Even when I look back at Ben, Ben's bat, Ben's Bruce Wayne was very similar to his Batman too. Think about it. Like when he encountered Clark, the way he's talking, this and that, and like, you know, he's very nonchalant. Even when he talked to Alfred, he was very nonchalant about a lot of stuff. Not in, not a lot of inflection in the voice. And yeah, yeah, that's true. But, um, you said, what did I think about his take? Yeah. Like, like overall, cause you know, everyone criticized a little bit about, you know, being too emo and, um, you know, too dark and things like that. But what are your thoughts on it? Set in the movie that it is, um, I have so many kind of points because my mind goes in different directions when I think about stuff like this, because think about this, Heath Ledger, many people say he's the greatest Joker ever, right? My favorite is Jack. And I feel, feel that him, uh, Joaquin and Heath are right here. When you look at both of those performances, all the people that was like, Heath is the greatest of all time. Nobody can get time. For it. When Joaquin did his, people were like, holy fucking shit. I didn't know Superman could get punched in the mouth that hard. Yes, there are other actors that are equal to or better than some of your favorites. Mm -hmm. And when I look at that Joker, both of those Jokers, they're not the Joker. People complain so much. Fans will want a comic accurate character, then get one that's not character character accurate praise him like he's god then when another character is introduced they're mad again what do you want <laughs> do you want a comic accurate do you want different takes do you not because if we want to get really comic accurate you put them in spandex outfit <laughs> they're gonna look really fucking stupid that's right not too many men can pull that off <laughs> christopher reeves did you know, he did. But so what I'm saying is I I I didn't want an emo, but in the environment, the environment's not the word I'm looking for. The, what am I looking for? I mean, the context in the context of the whole film. Yeah, the context. Yeah. But the, it's not the word I'm looking for. But in the context of this movie. He absolutely fits. Yeah. The way it's written, the way it's shot, especially the tone, this guy fits. The whole movie is dark. For sure. And somebody pointed out it's darker than the Tim Burton Batman Returns because that one was actually lit brighter, even though it was yeah. a dark film. You know yeah. what I mean? Everything's black and, you know. One of my, one of my favorite Christmas movies, for sure. Yeah, I thought, but I thought Pattinson did a really good job at yeah. that whole stoicness. Well, and I don't think a lot of people, uh, you know, understand. Like we've never seen Year Two Batman either. You know, right. so I think it's interesting what they did with the character because, you know, you look at like where he's at, and he's jagged, he's pissed off, he is, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's he thinks he's doing a good thing, uh, but he doesn't really know what to do. He's making mistakes, so he's jaded a little bit still mm -hmm. um but what i love about it is like if there was to be a sequel i don't know what matt reese plans to do but 
for me, I look at like he hasn't peaked yet. Like he's he hasn't hit his oh. arch yet, right? So he can go, Robert Pattinson can go from like being this emo type of Batman to eventually the billionaire philanthropist that we all know in movie three, let's say. But we've never seen him kind of grow that much. Because even like Christian Bale, even though that trilogy was fantastic, he starts off like day one as Bruce Wayne and he's like this billionaire. He knows what to do and he's got all these great gadgets and stuff. But that was like year one technically because we saw him, right? Yeah. But it, it didn't show the evolution of how to become Batman or Bruce Wayne, really. Because, and I love what you said about how he's always Batman. That the funeral home was my one of my favorite scenes in the movie, because as he's walking, you hear the whisperings of like the police and you know Gordon and all that, and they're talking about you know I don't want to say who's missing, but there's something that's going on, and Bruce Wayne is like listening a little bit, and he's trying yeah. to solve cases yeah, like as he's. Yeah, Dude, yeah. that is that is beautiful. I like when the, the cop that put his hand on his chest like back the fuck up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was the same cop to see him this way. <laughs> he's just looking at him the same way. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's he so doesn't smile in the whole movie. <laughs> and it's funny, like he could have smiled at somebody or waved, but he didn't do anything. He was the, he is a bro, he is a really troubled broken man in this movie man yeah like you he doesn't you, you get that he doesn't care about his own life he just wants to avenge his parents and just yeah, yeah. work it out yeah I dude <laughs> yeah it was it was great aside from the funeral home i would probably say my because that whole scene was great too from that all the way leading to uh the end with that car yeah. and that funeral home scene i don't want to say but I love the part where he wakes up at the police station. And that to me, that to me was like that three minutes from when he wakes up and he, you know, fights with the police. All this is in, they released this already, so it's not spoiling anything. But I love the fact that he's talking with Gordon. He's trying to figure this thing out, but he's also in cahoots a little bit. And then when he leaves and he runs out, you see him run. Like normally when you and I see Batman films, we think you throw down the smoke and he disappears and what happens when he disappears. But this kind of showed us like the gritty version of Batman actually physically running. Like he's a human in a bat suit. He runs, well, he, right? He goes to the roof. Here's something I want to say. I'm going to put give a little bit of pushback on that. Only okay. because I remember when that, did you see my reaction to that clip when it came out? I did. I got tons of hate for it, right? Now, people were like, oh, Matt, Matt, Matt Reeves is so genius. Let's see, what he did was he showed us how he's running <laughs> so that we know he's really is just a man in a suit. Right? However, <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is I feel in that context, what he did in front of all those cops, it Yes, you could say he could do his disappearing act, but see, see, your your covers, you're not saying spoilers. I thought we were going to talk spoilers. We no, we can go ahead. Okay, you just got to say spoilers. Disappearing act twice in this movie. Yes, and the pellets, the gas pellets, one time. Yeah. So I was like, look at all these people talking all this shit. Like I'm stupid. Like I don't know what I'm talking about. But when you watch it in the context, it's like. 
I really like how they did it. He hit him, he ran, he got the fuck out of there. Yeah. And but when it was time to truly use those skills, he did them. Yeah. And you know what I like how it should he was an amateur. He didn't know what the Tucker was. Like he's smart, but yeah. Alfred had to help him figure out the cipher a little bit. Right. Um when he went to the top, he was like, huh. Like he wasn't ready. Batman's never scared of heights. That was, I love that part. Yeah, okay. it's like, well, okay, I've got the tech. All right, it's time for it. Boom. And he, you know, but it was like, oh, he was scared. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, because we, we don't know if he's, we've never seen him jump off a building before. Like that might have been his first time, right? Because, yeah. and that's what's so genius about that whole part. And yeah, you're right. I can kind of, I could definitely see that side. I could appreciate where you're at but it's funny when people do see the movie like you probably got hate for it but then they're gonna be like oh yeah that makes sense because yeah, cause you're like, you're, like i said you're saying i'm stupid because you're saying no matt's trying to show that he's a kid running down this which he's not a kid people kept saying he's a kid in a suit he's not a kid he's a grown fucking man grown is man. he 18 in this like i don't understand now he was 18 but, back in the twilight films man he's like in his <laughs> yeah but when they actually show that he does still do his disappearing, he still uses his gadgets, his pellets. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, no, there's the theatricality and deception is still there. It's still there. <laughs> and it's just, and that's what I love. It's not there all the time. You know, he's, he's learning, he's making mistakes, but you know, what's cr- even more crazy about this is, and we touch base on a little bit, but he is Batman 95% of this, of the three hours, you know? And yeah, it was, and we've never seen it before. And, you know, it's almost like it kind of makes sense. Cause if you're a director and you're making a Batman movie and you're paying all this money to put him in the suit, cause normally it's like a whole process to put these actors in these suits, uh, like Christian Bale, right? It was a whole process to put him in that suit. He could barely move, but you only filmed an hour out of the three hour movie. So here, Matt Reeves did the opposite. Matt Reeves, he's like, hey, man, if we're paying for this suit, everyone wants to see him. So even if he's walking around solving crimes and shit, he's not going to be Bruce Wayne solving it. He's going to be Batman with Gordon. And that whole dynamic was like, I could watch an HBO Max series called Gordon and Batman, and I would be stoked because they're like... I really liked Gordon. It was great. He was a really... Like, I put him right there with... um. What was it? I, I always forget his fucking name. Oh, Gary Oldman? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I love Gary Oldman's um, Gordon. I put him right there. Neck and neck, right yeah. There, or maybe even a little bit better. I really like this Gordon for some reason. Yeah. And, and I, I forget I forget his name, but he's in. <laughs> but it was how he did it. <laughs> it was great, dude. And I think, I don't know if it, uh, I forget his name, but the guy that's in Westworld, for people that don't know. Um that's who he was. What what's what's Gordon's name? Do you remember? Oh, in real life. Oh, I know what I remember him from. He was in the Shaft movie that Samuel Jackson did. He was Peoples. Oh my God, I forgot Peoples about Martinez. that. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> right. I didn't even realize. I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to give that a rewatch. He was. I was like, that's Peoples. This is hilarious. That's great. No man, yeah. he he's fantastic. Yeah, their whole dynamic of. And I loved how there was no origin story of it either. Like from the first scene that they're in together, like they're back, they're solving crimes. Like everyone else is, you know, hey, Gordon, what the hell are you doing? Why is the bat here? 
you know, you're going to bring him along. And he's like going to bat, pun intended, for <laughs> Batman. And he's like, no, nah, he's with me. Don't worry about it. I got this. And that whole like dynamic was just very interesting. And, you know, you don't realize that uh, until after I got done, one of the things I said in my review that was in that, you know, I don't think a lot of people would realize with this. Once you see it, there is not one scene, not one millisecond where we get a flashback of Bruce Wayne's parents. Not one. And I was expecting one at one point. This is the yeah. this is the only live action. Even if you talk, if you count Batman vs Superman, which of course you have to, because I think that's mm -hmm. a great film. But that yeah. to me is a Batman movie as well. And even yeah. there, there's a flashback. Mm -hmm. We didn't even get that on this, and it's an it's technically a reboot origin story. And I love that because again, I look at it like we know what time it is. We know what happened. There was hints to it, but I don't need a scene. I don't need a twenty minute origin story like we yeah. all know well everyone the, the whole world knows his origin story yeah. so it's like you know when i remember uh i like how these directors are surprising us um zach mm -hmm. and matt because i remember when i first heard that they were going to do another um showing his parents killed i was like what the hell man like <laughs> but then when i saw it i was like this is the most beautiful murdering of that about Bruce's parents that I've ever seen. Yeah. The whole thing with the gun, the cock, you know, the hammer pulling and breaking the the pearls and yeah. I was like, wow, like this is nuts. Well, and it was a oh. lot of and and it was uh it was in the intro too, so it wasn't even like its own thing. Yeah. Right? Which was yeah. even kind of better because it kept you engaged with the intro. Yeah. Snyder's always been great about that. But yeah, that's how that's like the max it should be done. Like, um, same thing with the Superman reboot. I know they're gonna have to reboot, unfortunately, which sucks. But if you do that, I don't need another, you know, hour and a half, two hour origin story. Like, let's just get into it. You know, yeah. they um, piss me off with this. They better bring back Henry. I know, dude. You know, especially with massive, dude, know, especially with Black Adam and everything. Like, how do you not take advantage of that? Yes, we need that Henry Cavill Superman for that, man sucks dude but, uh, but this is making me see oh, go i ahead. was gonna say go you said batman v superman is a batman movie but did you ever notice when you watch the ultimate version it's a superman movie way more superman yes. interesting? <laughs> fucking, fucking warner brothers dude very interesting good though sorry man. no no you're right you're right because again i'm like you i'm a you know batman and superman is like batman to me is probably it's, it's close because if I look at Superman as a whole, they're neck and neck to me, you know, mm -hmm. but if you were to pick apart the last few years uh, or the last decade, I would say I'm more Batman just because I feel like Henry Cavill didn't get a chance to really mm -hmm. expand. So I think we would have captured a lot more Superman fans if that got a little bit more love and he got a couple movies out of it. Um, but I, I did look at that like as a Batman and a Superman movie. And I look at the DC universe where it's going and then... I'm never going to be opposed to more Batman or more Superman. You know, even if you don't do it the right way, I'm okay with giving it a shot because I just like you know, these movies. It does worry me a little bit with the Flash coming out because I'm a big Keaton fan. You know, I'm like you. For me, for Joker and Batman, it's Keaton and Nicholson. Like that's, those are my two. It's hard to beat, right? Because it's a different world. I mean, you know, it's, it's the conversation yeah. of like LeBron and Jordan, who's better. Well, if you're over yeah. 30, you're going to say Jordan probably. It's just because 
that's the world, yeah. you know? Yeah. I noticed that with entertainment, with music, movies, and everything, things are changing, and we're becoming the old guard. And it's like, it's just really interesting, just certain movies that come out, like it happened to me last year, where, you know, I got a lot of hate for certain movies that I didn't like. And people kept saying, you don't like nothing, which was false. <laughs> but maybe there's a changing of the guard. But I was seeing a lot of similar reviews, even though that, that was similar to my opinion. But my point is, what I'm seeing popular with the kids and with this generation, it's different. It's way different. It's not the same stuff, man. Like, I didn't like Free Guy. I didn't think it was that fun. Like, I yeah. like him. But it, it wasn't that good of a movie to me, and people loved Freaking. Yeah. Well, it's because they are they like Ryan Reynolds, and even if he's in a bad movie, they're going to say that they like it, probably. Maybe. I don't which, know. Which, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of that way with a, a few people, too, so I get it. But, yeah, you're right. It's like I'm more of a cinematography fan and a good movie fan, and to me, that's all CGI. Like, it's a fun movie, but Free Guy, I mean, it's you're keeping me engaged by computer animated motion like you're not really keeping me engaged with stories or plots or character building like that's how i like my movies i like my movies where you're keeping me engaged that way because i could just watch a bunch of you know cool youtube videos and cartoons if i want fake cgi stuff you know what i mean (laughs) yeah but yeah but i mean where do you see with everything that's going on with the flash and bringing back keaton i heard he's like gonna get three more movies i don't know if they're gonna be uh spinoffs uh, i'm kind of hoping they're going to do like a whole he's the older bruce or he's the older bruce wayne batman and maybe they're going to do a batman beyond movie that would be dope right yes it would yes it would that that's what i'm hoping for but i don't know i'm very i'm very concerned everywhere from from everywhere from superman to batman everything that i'm hearing the rumors that i'm hearing because you know i cover them and i read those you know, there's rumors about, you know, Ben possibly dying in the flash and sacrificing himself. I don't want that. Um, there's rumors of Batgirl's going to take over for Keaton as Batman, you know, in his place. And they're trying to do this whole, I'm getting really sick of the checking the box movement, yep. which is the woke movement. Just make great stories the way they were supposed to be told. And you can do diversity in other ways in these movies. You really can. Or just other movies. Every movie doesn't have to be Africa, Chinatown, Europe, India, LGBTQ+. It doesn't have to check every single box. Why can't it be its own standalone story? It doesn't have Because even in the story of our lives, if you want to talk about reality... Even our real lives aren't that diverse all the time. That's right. Sometimes it was all black folk when this story happened. Sometimes it was all white people. You know what I mean? Like, and that's okay. It, that's what's great about this country and the and the world is everything yeah. is diverse, but it's not diverse everywhere. You know, and that's right. like as humans, it's okay to, for us to get out of our comfort zone and find that diversity a little bit. But they're reinventing like things like I'm sure you you heard about what happened with Superman how they the cartoon how they changed his his yeah, slogan yeah, and I mean Hello, oh <laughs> listen just reinvent a new character man don't call him Superman like yeah. that's what because I did also hear about how they're going to create a new Justice League like you said with 
with Batgirl leading and all that. But that never happened. Like that didn't Again, happen in the comics. I don't read the comics that much anymore, so yeah, it didn't happen. It, 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 I'm telling you, I sometimes I feel like they do it just for controversy. <laughs> but they're they they have a backlash coming so big. Yeah, if they do that, especially Marvel too, if they try to do an all female Avengers, people are awake to what's happening. So when they're doing this woke stuff, they push back because right. they know what you're doing is. It did none of this stuff even felt organic. It felt like kind of like why? Like when I'm sitting in game, when it's like, you know, oh. got help. And all the girls get together, it's just like, you know, I actually liked that moment, but I was like You tried. You tried too hard. I see what you're doing. And and, <laughs> yes. and bro. Dude, and, and let's be honest. We've seen this a thousand times before, right? It was very popular with the Me Too movement and all that, which, again, we're talking two different things. Like, you don't need to combine a movement that there's a lot of good that comes out of that movement that you don't need to showcase amongst the world. Like, it's okay to keep under the radar. You know, it's, it's for the people that, you know, for the folks that give money to the homeless and then video about it. Like, and do a selfie with you. Give, yeah. No, bro, just give yeah. money to the homeless. You don't got to tell anybody. Yeah. That's the cool thing about yeah. it. So if you're trying to be woke, do it, but you don't have to showcase it and reinvent stuff. Like, how did the Ghostbusters reboot go with all the girls? How'd that go? <laughs> right. Not very good. Right? Yeah. Like, like, what are you, you know, I, I, that's why I'm saying I'm kind of, sometimes I think, I'm like, maybe all this stuff is so far into production. Yeah. They can't change it, and they're just bringing it out to That's right. get all the rest out. Yeah, because this Lord of Rings thing—it's oh, just—it's yeah. all backfiring massively. Star Wars. Oh, the Star Wars. Yeah, that's. to do this. Yeah, they're not. You can always be diverse. You just don't have to push it in our faces like that. Exactly. That's all. And you know, when when you do have you know certain movies that come out, you look at like the Batman, right? So this just came out. There's only one character in there that is a strong female woman. There's going to be no oh, black, yeah. right? Catwoman, Zoe. And she crushed yeah. it. She fucking crushed it. The yeah. best Catwoman. She did better than I thought she was going to do. I'd never Same. seen her act before, so I was a little worried. And I was like, you know, because a lot of times you hear about these actors or stars, kids, and, you know, it's, you know, people look at it like, what did you do to obtain this role? Other That's than right. be this person's, you know, but then I was wise. I was like, she's good. She's, she's good great. Actress. Yeah. And, and you know, um, and yeah. it's, it's not about checking the boxes either. Like they brought her board because she was the best for it and she crushed it. And there's going to be no feedback saying, well, hold on. There's not, how come the woman isn't Chinese in the movie? Like how come the woman's not white? You know, it's just, it just made sense. And we don't have to push it in our face and, and destroy the franchise for it, you know, but you look at like what they're doing with, with all these movies, especially in DC, it's so frustrating. Like, I like how what Marvel's doing a little bit, hopefully, where at least they're bringing on, like, She-Hulk. And that's a comic that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. But then I also heard that they're going to do... Um, Mark Ruffalo said in an interview, he's passing the banner to her. His words, he's passing the banner. And I'm like, so does that mean we're not going to get a solo Mark Ruffalo film? Does that mean he's done being the Hulk only because he's a guy that can't be it's like what are we doing yes what are exactly. we doing although i mean if matt reeves takes over and i never thought i would say this because i was confident snyder could be the one but it seems like that's not going to happen unfortunately um, well there's, 
there's still rumors that something's going on. Really? Behind the scenes? Deal with Discovery and them. Yeah, there's some rumors. So, oh, anything you uh, could share with the class? Yeah. Well, actually, if you check check out the Real Rejects, they just did a video on it. So there's some rumors going on. I haven't had a chance to, but I've been hearing murmurings for a while that the, the, the execs at Discovery love what Zach has done. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. So they bought that division or HBO Max or whatever merger they did. The new VP kind of or like, something. Well, once we get in here, we move these execs out. Our execs are in. You're, you're handling this. Like, there's, I hear the rumor is kind of like he's going to be on HBO Max doing his stuff parallel to, you know, the, the universe. We have to see. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. I'm like, okay, look, 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 WB, go ahead and experiment with all this dumb shit. Or go ahead on a separate timeline in yep. universe and like, let Zach do his thing. That way, everybody gets what they want. The more the more the fans get what they want, and then all the people that's into all the woke crap and checking boxes, they get, their, they get, they get what they want. To. Exactly. Yeah. And you listen, money over hand over fist. That's right. <laughs> and, and bro, at the end of the day, if there's seven movies in different universes, I don't know about you, but I'm such a comic book fan. Like I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay if there's five more Joker them. movies. I'm going to see all of them. Who cares? Yeah, Hell just. Yeah. Comics run like that. They do separate timelines and stories. Why can't the movies? Like, you don't have to be Marvel. That's the problem with DC is they've always tried to be Marvel. And unless you're going to reboot everything and you're going to start from fresh and then you have a plan in the next 15 years to be like another Justice League, okay, do that. That's fine. Start a timeline. But don't try to do the Justice League in two years. It took Marvel 10 years to to build all those stories and those characters to lead to Endgame. Yeah. And they're not even done. They're not even rebooting yet. Like, you can't like, copy that. You want to that up? <laughs> yeah. It was so stupid for them to do that. You know, and Zach did a great job with how they did it. Right. But it was just like, God, give the dude some time to exactly. flesh this fucking story out, you yeah. know? Yeah, so true. And then you get these great movies and these great characters at, like Henry Cavill's in the world. Then you just you squash that for whatever reason. It's just, you know, like what do they do with Robert Downey Jr. when he asked for more money? They gave him more money. <laughs> Henry Cavill, like, if you're the WB execs, do you not look at him and say, fuck, fuck anything else. Fuck Man of Steel back seven years ago. Like this dude's got potential. We can move forward with Black Adam yeah. and this and Shazam and all that. Just give him a couple movies. That's a that's a box office hit. He's arguably the best Superman ever. He arguably ever. the best Superman ever. And you know, I actually really like the guy on Superman and Lois. That's you true. That's a great it? show, actually. I really like him. Like I <laughs> he reminds me of Chris. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't a little he? bit. Tyler, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I'm gonna bust Chris balls for that. Yeah. Eyes and stuff, this five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, great. Zach Superman was supposed to have an arc, but you you know what's funny? You know what? People like um, I noticed gave Zach a lot of hate for making Superman too dark, and but they forget that they were following the gritty, grounded, realistic Batman that Nolan set up. That's what they wanted projected. 
but he was supposed to have an arc from what I understand and become the sunshiny happy one by the last Justice League movie. Yep. That's you know what, what I heard. I mean? so, well, and yeah. and you got to think to yourself, like, he had a plan when he did Man of Steel to eventually bring on Batman and kind of create this universe anyway. So you didn't want, like, a shiny, pretty Man of Steel because then the next movie was going to be Batman v Superman. Then you can't go dark with Batman. You can't have dark and bright. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of keeping that same tone, which is great. And then, you know, as Superman gets rebur- reborn in that Justice mm-hmm. League, eventually he would grow into to what we all know because that's a very young superman too i mean he was only like year two or year three anyway of being super yeah I for too long. I, um, what a crazy year by yeah. the way his first year being superman and general zod comes down like that's a shitty day yeah right away <laughs> right away Damn, what i was gonna say about snyder ah, i don't about snyder don't know. superman henry cavill i can't remember I can't remember. It was good. I, yeah, I you got to interrupt me, man, when I go on a tangent. That's <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but I forgot what we were talking about. But I mean, really, just the DCU, like how it's how it's unfortunately, you know, happened. It yeah, seems like there's a little bit of hodgepodge, yeah. mismatched. You know, yeah, it's it's weird. Just this movie here, this movie there, everything. You know. Joker two is supposed to come out. I heard they're starting to film that. Yeah. Yeah. That should be yeah, interesting. Uh, I expect that to be just as phenomenal as the first one. Oof, yeah. Um, that Joker fits this Batman, doesn't he? He T- fits that world. We're talking about Narkom? <laughs> he, no, 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 no. Oh, the Joaquin? Joker, Joaquin's, I feel, fits, fits it. I do, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know what I didn't like about when they that Joker reveal? Um, oh, and the Batman? Uh, yeah, yeah, in the in the Batman, yeah. you know, he says the thing about being the clown and yeah. stuff like that. I expected where they were having their little <laughs> laughing back and forth. I expected like a <laughs> like something to let us really know, like, oh, that is him. Yeah, yeah, because the laugh was kind of. I wasn't like the. I mean, Paul Dano and his laugh were like the same. Yeah, they were giggling between yeah. like two guys talking between a it's wall like, giggling. It's like, whoa, bro, are you gonna give me the fucking laugh or what, bud? Um Dano was great at playing dude, a fucking psycho, man. He was incredible, man. And again, I put him up there, no disrespect, but I put him up there with Heath Ledger for Oh, oh for yeah. sure, right? Yeah. He's very memorable. Yeah. Very memorable. And I like you know the part that stuck out to me? The whole, no, no, no. In that. the cell. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy is fucking insane. <laughs> yes. Well, and, bro, I love the fact, that's such a good point. I love the fact that he won. Like, you don't realize it, but, like, he won. Oh, yeah, all the explosives went off. He got like, everything done that I think he wanted to do. Yeah, he got everything. But then he... In that scene with Batman that you're talking about, for people who don't know, spoiler, but what's great about that scene that I love the most is even before he says that no, he's talking to Batman and he keeps oh, saying man. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And he's like, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and then you got you got chills. You're like, oh, fuck, he knows he's Bruce Wayne. Like, game over. Like, yeah. there's not going to be. And then you realize, oh, wait a minute. Nope. He does not know it's Bruce Wayne. Right? It- was that 
Because then he goes, Bruce Wayne's the one we didn't get. Uh, I got to watch it again then. You got to watch it again. I'm watching watch it again, again tomorrow. Because I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Does he or doesn't he? Did the camera... Was the camera on or not? Because you see Batman look at the camera when he starts to say his name. He looks at it, and then right when he's looking at the camera, the camera's on Batman, and then he goes, he's the one that got away, Bruce. Oh, maybe I didn't hear him say that. Yeah, so then, and it was a split second, so it's very interesting that they didn't spend a lot more time on that because it's a very key plot point um, that he didn't know. Because you're Bruce Wayne and you're Batman, and you're thinking that he knows who you are because yeah. he keeps repeating the name. Yeah. But then we little do we know Bruce Wayne was supposed to be the Riddler's next victim. Right, 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 right. right. And that's what the yeah. Riddler's yeah, upset yeah, about. Yeah. And then he goes that whole part of like you know when when Batman calls him insane and he yeah. shouts out no no and you got goosebumps with that bro. I thought he was like, going to give it back to him though. I thought he was going to say oh I'm the one that's insane <laughs> you know but he didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And dude, it's 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 such a great again, it's a great moment for that character because he's just he's now becoming the Riddler. Like we haven't really even seen how sadistic yeah. he can be. And this Riddler is not the Riddler we're used to. Right. This is another different take, mm-hmm. which was very good. You know, it just it hurts a movie when the take doesn't work for the majority of the fans. That's yeah. the problem. And it just, it worked for most of us. That's right. And like you said earlier in this, it's all context. You know, in Batman Forever, Jim Carrey's Riddler made sense. Yes. You know, it made sense. And he was, he was, he was reminiscent of the one back in Adam West days, you know. (laughs) It was kind of Jokerish, but it it fit. It totally fit. And that's all we knew too. But now Matt Reeves has definitely opened up. I think a lot of doors for DC. Oh, yeah. And if they stick on this path, man, I feel like they could do some big things. Like I heard they're even doing like a spinoff with Penguin, which I thought he was great. Colin Farrell crushed that. Oh, like crazy. Yeah. You don't know it's him. Every once in a while, you'll see something. You're like, oh, I see him. I see him through the makeup. I yeah. can tell. Yeah. But he. He's somebody else in that. Yeah. Whoa, easy, sweetheart. Come on, man. People are going to be saying that for years. He is bringing that back, but don't say it to a woman, though. That's disrespectful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, then, yeah. Well, yeah. You get canceled Especially that. in 2022. Sweetheart. Uh, did, you, um, did you notice the bail man voice when he was getting mad? Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, he's getting, I hear bail man. Uh-huh. <laughs> It comes out a little bit. <laughs> it definitely comes out. I can't wait to see more of him. I heard they're doing that spinoff on HBO Max. And then I was even reading something that uh, Matt Reeves wants to do an Arkham Asylum spinoff, which could well, be interesting. I I heard that, you know, Affleck's Batman movie was supposed to be an interpretation of Arkham Asylum story. And I'm just like, I'm so mad they didn't do that because, oh, did you ask me to rank the Batman? Did you ask me earlier? Well, that was going to be my last question to you, but yeah. Oh, well, I've told people, here's my ranking of Batman. Um, Even after this movie? Uh, After the, yeah, I'm not putting Adam West in this because to me, he's so far removed. Wow. And, and you know what I mean? 
Yeah. But um, actually, no, I will put Adam West in this. Ben Affleck is still number one for me. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. yes. However, because uh, people were asking me, like doing a live stream too, they were saying, who do you think would kick whose ass? I'm like, oh, well, there's no chance this Batman would beat Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. You know, especially as experienced as Ben Affleck's when he's bigger, he's stronger, he's got more tech, he's not winning. But, um... I mean, he almost beat I Superman, really, for God's sakes. Come on. Huh? He almost beat Superman. Of course he's going to yeah, yeah, beat exactly. Robert Pattinson's ass. Yeah. Exactly. But he, um, he's still my favorite. Um, I love his Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. That's part of it, too. I love his Bruce Wayne compared to, um... Robert's Bruce Wayne, even though I do like his Bruce Wayne, I do in the context of the story. But he's first still. I like the suit more. I like the warehouse scene. That warehouse scene has still not been beaten for me yet. Have stuff come close? Yes. Did stuff come kind of close in this movie? Yes. But nothing beats it. Um, That for me showed me because before then I had always wanted to see the master martial artist of Batman. And for him to run through so many people in that long scene beating everybody's ass like that, I was like, I finally got what I wanted to see. But anyway, so Ben Affleck, then a very, very close second, is Keaton, Bale, and Pattinson. I've got them tied all. I can't choose, man. Then I've got Kilmer. Clooney. No, Kilmer West Clooney. <laughs> Clooney's last. That's fair. And he could have been a great Batman, but it was how the the part was fucking written. Yeah. You, you know. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean George Clooney was only Ocean's Eleven. Like that's his, his character was just the Ocean's Eleven character. That's all. It took no yeah, fucking. They had wrote, written him differently. Yeah. But I, I have such. There's the nostalgia of Keaton. There's this, the, the nostalgia of Keaton and the way his Batman grew on you over time. Mm-hmm. And you realized kind of how good he was. And then there was Bale, who was definitively the best ever because of the way they wrote and the way he portrayed that. It was just like, you know, yeah. Nolan. And, but then no one thought he could be topped. And then Ben Affleck, and then when Ben Batman v Superman came out, people just talked about how he stole the show. It's his movie. He's the best Batman ever. You know, I, I say never say never with these characters. That's it's right. going to take time for me to rank them. Yeah, you know and what I, I mean, and I, I and I don't know if it's I know you have your list. I can tell. I do. I do. <laughs> and my list is not too far off from yours, to be honest. But I I don't think it's fair either. Um to put in Pattinson right now because we've seen all those other Batmans in multiple movies. So like you said, they grow on you. And for me, it's always been Keaton. Um, Christian Bale, of course I loved, but I only think I loved it because of the three movies. Like they're just fantastic. They're like some of my favorite comic book movies in the world. So I think he could have been less shitty and I still would have liked him just because the movies were great, but he did one thing I love about Christian Bale that not a lot of people have, and Ben Affleck has this characteristic, where their their Bruce Wayne is almost as good, if not better, than their Batman. 
like I okay. really like I could watch right like I could watch 90% of that movie be Bruce Wayne and like a Ben Affleck movie or like a series you know what I was you know? gonna say with Ben I could yeah not bail not but bail, I yeah. see that I could watch a whole lot of Bruce Wayne but not the Justice League Bruce Wayne right I like how he wasn't Batman v Superman yeah yeah that, and, and again it, that that detective style was in him that you see when he's like when he's uh in luther's house and he's you know trying to transcribe that coding or whatever he was doing yeah like that type of bruce wayne if i had a series of that bro i'm in that man i'm in his whole demeanor in the house the way he interacted with everybody was different (laughs) you know like he was such a dickhead to luther i loved it i was like oh this this chemistry is fantastic (laughs) That's why I was so pissed off. (laughs) He goes, uh, hey, uh, he goes, hey there, Bruce Clark Kent from the Daily Planet. Daily Planet, do I own this one? Like, I'm like, oh, you animal. Yeah. So for me, it's already, dude, you just met the kid. Um, But yeah, for me, it's it's Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson are close. And I never thought I was going to. I never thought anybody would beat Keaton because Keaton and Affleck were like this for me. But okay. I, I just think with Pattinson, I see it going somewhere. And I think I'm more obsessed with the movie as a whole being more Batman centric. You know, I think if there was another Batman with Matt Reeves and we saw more of the Bruce Wayne character, you know, go to the character that we all know, the billionaire philanthropist, I think we all have would, would have a different conversation. But yeah, right now I would agree with your list, but I see so much potential in Pattinson where that Batman is just dangerous, you know, I very Arkham style, very Arkham Knight, the game that the fight scenes and stuff. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think his Bruce is like Arkham. No, 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 his Bruce is something we haven't seen. I'm thinking thinking of the Arkham games right now. Like that Bruce is uh, very... Almost like the animated series. Yeah, it's more like the animated series than anything. Which is great. The closest might be Ben. Yeah. Ben's Bruce is is closest to that. Yeah. uh, I mean, Ben's Bruce Wayne tops it for me. Like, he's, like, overall, he's the best character. Like, mm -hmm. and in my eyes, overall, that's the best thing. It's just. Someone said, pick one to watch the rest of your life. Gotta be Ben. Yeah. I think I would have to agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's it's so and, and again, hopefully with the flash, we don't see because I did hear about that rumor about him getting killed off, too. But hopefully we see more of that. Yeah. We'll see. Well, they better bring him back if they kill him off. They better have Flash snatch him out of another timeline <laughs> or something, man, because I'm anything's <sighs> possible now. Right. Yeah. Anything's possible. I ben was saying that, like, I, I, I don't know. I think it was Justice League shooting Justice League was one of the worst experiences of his life because everything that was going on and the way they were doing things. And I, 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 you know, he's got his own problems. He was going, you know, he had the alcohol problem and stuff. He looks different. He looks aged and softer in in justice league. than he, you know, it's like, so apparently the the man was dealing with some demons in his life. Stress Stress will fuck you up. Oh yeah. Trust me. I've been, you know, through it. So. Yeah, dude. And that might be it too. Maybe he just doesn't want to do it just because of that. You know, that could be possible. But yeah. 
yeah, just a just a great story and great character, and he just did a great job. The good news is, at least, I think anybody that puts on the cowl is always worried, right? Because it's it's yeah. a lot of pressure. It's big shoes to fill. Huge, huge. And I know Ben was definitely worried about that, but I can honestly say that he's good. He will go down in history, even a decade from now. He'd be yeah. like we're talking about Keaton. Yeah, in my eyes. So. You know what's funny? That's two guys cast for Batman that a certain uh, section of guys hated or even hated for the role. Like guys hated Robert Pattinson for being the teeny heartthrob sparkly vampire. Yeah. I never hated him for that, but I guess it depends on when you grew up, you know, um, and people ended up loving it. Yeah. And, you know, same thing, Ben shut people up. Yeah. People were like, oh, no, ben, you know, Ben's got that fucking mole. He does have the chin, though, but no, I've been fucking Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck's so big, he's he's as big, or his name transcends Batman. It's right. like, you're Ben Affleck. Yeah. But when you watch, you're like, that's Batman. That's Batman. You're not thinking you're Ben Affleck. That's you know? right. That's a good point, yeah. And Bale doesn't really have that, you know, but... Bale never had that. Yeah. Because Bale, I saw Bale in Equilibrium. I love that fucking movie. And I was like, this guy, when I found out they cast him, I was like, this dude's a actually real fighter. He knows how to fight. He's a martial artist. He's got some training here. Yeah. I was like, ooh. And for the time, The Dark Knight gave me the hand-to-hand combat that I wanted to see. Not enough of it. Yeah. But like The Dark Knight in the parking garage when he's going through the guys with the short shots. I really liked that. Yeah. You know, so, that was great. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's what's interesting about uh, this new take on, on the Batman. You know, there's definitely a lot of fight scenes and you could tell he's working through some, some motions. I'd like to see more jujitsu, more actual fighting. Cause a lot of this was, you know, he's blocking bullets. I, I kept and, it was a lot of stunt doubles doing his stuff. Yeah. It I mean, still looked. It still looked like it was him in the suit, at least. It did. Yeah, I mean, he did. A, he did a great job with it, and there's a lot of cool scenes in it. But there's definitely, I'd like to see more throwing, tossing, kicking. Like I, I want to see less like bulletproof scenes because that's a lot of it. That's what I meant to talk about. You remember how you said the running thing earlier? Oh yeah, yeah. There was something I wanted to touch on because if you. I think if you have Batman run properly, it won't look stupid. But you know, God, God, this is making me think about different things. You remember what Tim Burton had Batman walk like Michael Myers. That's right. Yeah. It was really straight. You remember when he's walking after the Joker? After Jack Napier in the chemical in Actors Chemicals, he yeah. does that whole thing where he puts his cape behind, kind of his arms behind his back, and he's just walking and stalking him like it's a walk in the park. And then he would turn and a corner and throw the cape. He yeah. turns the corner and he's just, you know, and just the way he walks in that was very serial killerish. Yeah, very Which Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, it worked. But then he ran with Vicky after they get out of the car. And it looks stupid. Yeah. But then when they turn the corner and they're running down the alley together, I thought that shot was good. Yeah. So it depends on how you have Batman run. 
Yeah. You know, like Ben's only did it maybe in short bursts. You know, like like you know, he remember when uh, the guy shoots the bat gun out of his hand and then he runs at the guys and he's fighting four at a time. Yeah. Okay, but it's never a sprint where you see you know running. Yeah. It's just gonna be done right. Yeah, like I, I would love to see in the next film, I'd love to see like a legit like sprint 30 seconds and the capes flapping in the air, like yeah. old school, like animated, you know, version of the Batman, that type of running that you see all the time. I'd like right. to see that. I'd like to see a shot like that down an alleyway chasing after thugs, yes. something. You know, I would like to see him going through the city just with the gun like he does in the animated series. Oh, yeah. That would be cool to see, to just see yeah. him flipping and grab another and just keep going to see, like Spider-Man, because he yeah. does that yeah. in the comics. That's what he does. So, And that's what I loved about Batflack was you saw that in Batman v Superman when they were taking down Doomsday. The fucking grapple, and I saw that, I was like, oh. Yeah. Zach put the shot in of him on the wall in yeah. the same position as the lightning strike. Yeah. Come From on, the bro. Right, I was like, yeah. That's why, yep. that's why Batflack is hard to beat, man. It's just, yep. you know. He, he did the old martial artist thing. We got yep. some Batgun stuff, you know. Um, the voice. I like the voice changer. That the voice changer is cool. Yeah. I mean, um, Bale was way too. It, it was. It Where was is she? Much. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. It, those films, they're great. But in certain aspects, they don't age well. And the main thing is his voice. Yeah. Especially in the second one. Yeah. Remember when he's talking to Joker? Oh, I great people and all this stuff. He's just talking about, you know, good people. And I'm just like, God, he, why is he forcing that so hard? <laughs> it's like, dude, how much Herba Mate tea do you have to drink after this shoot? Oh, because your God. voice is hoarse and you're done. Yeah. But, yeah, there's potential yeah. for sure with with this uh, with this Batman. I like the whispering aspect of it. It's it's interesting, mm -hmm. but I could see a couple movies down the road. Maybe he gets a little bit more tech savvy, and maybe he adds more yeah. things. But where do that you? Would make sense because he talks the same way as Bruce. Yeah. In real life, you want to make it real life. Someone's going to recognize his voice. It's Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did the penguin not pick up on that? It's like, bro, you met Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like, you don't, you don't see this. Come on. That's... Exactly. Um, but last thing, dude, because I didn't realize, but we're at like an hour and ten. Um, yeah. Where, where do you see, where do you see this Batman in particular going? Do you see spinoffs? Do you see sequels? Like, where would you like to see it if you had a perfect world? Well, I heard they wanted to do this as a one-off. Now they can't. You know, because first of all, Warner Brothers and DC are desperate to catch Marvel. They've caught lightning in a bottle again with mm -hmm. this Batman. So they're going somewhere with it. Um, it's probably going to be a trilogy. Are they going to make him part of the Justice League? I don't know. It might be nice to see. Um, I think that Matt and Snyder's styles mesh well. Because there were shots where I was like, this feels Snyder-esque. Yeah. Certain lighting, certain, you know, shut the, the cut, the, the angles. And I was like, I could see these two directors working together with crossover type of things where they're both working with these characters. So, yeah. um, and they're both, 
it's interesting. Um, I have never been such a fan of Matt Reeves until this one, this movie. And I love the apes movies that he did. Yeah. But when I saw this, I was just like, holy shit. It's just beautiful, man. He pulled out everything for this. It's beautiful. You know? And even and it's hard to nitpick what was bad about it. Seriously. Yeah. That, that's only the... like a couple of things. Yeah. Only a couple of things. You know, like when he's flying with the squirrel, the flying squirrel suit on, <laughs> you're like, it could have been done a little bit. Like when it's the close up of his face. Right. And it'd just be like his head and his shoulders. It's kind of like, hey. that looks green screeny. <laughs> but, it's like, did you put on a GoPro and then put a green screen behind him? Like, what happened here, bud? Right. Yeah, but you're right, though. There's it's there's not a whole lot to, to pick apart. Yeah, and you can pick the length. Most people are going to pick that out. The sure. length, maybe the green screeny. Um, Tuimo, okay. But, you know, you're grasping at straws most of the time. Right. If you're trying to destroy this movie, I don't think you really have a foot to stand on. No, very true. And no. and not only that, but I don't know if you noticed this, but not only is it beautifully shot, the writing I thought was fantastic, the storyline, the Riddler with all the serial killings and stuff like that, the way it all tied together, that's very hard to do, especially in a three-hour movie. Uh, that's a comic book movie. That's hard to do. He did a great job with that. But then if you noticed... Um, Michael, whatever his name is, whoever did the score and the music, but the music was very Tim Burton, right? There was a lot of like, like the themes, you know, not just the covers, like the Nirvana cover was great, but cause that was in there a lot. I thought it wasn't going to be in there at all. I, I, that's what I'm like, they're using it. Cause okay. normally and it's, in, it's in the trailer. It's not in the movie. And right. it was in there like two or three times, little bits and pieces. But then the main theme song, like when he was coming out of the shadows in the beginning, just that dum, 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 dum. Like that's very Tim Burton. It felt Tim Burton. You're like, holy shit. Like they've got him stalking him like like a serial killer, like Michael Myers. You just hear him coming. You know what I like? Did you notice that they changed the sound effect? I really feel that they did, unless I didn't notice it watching the trailers 9,000 times. But when he's walking up to the penguin, it sounds like a gunslinger in the the car scene, right? Yeah, what are they called? The um, the Spurs. Spurs. The Spurs. Yeah. Like I hear, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's caused a cool effect in them to add that there, dude. That's a good point. I never realized that. Yeah, you're right. They did add that. When you walk, it's heavy. It is. Like, well. This. And when you, when you see it, like you see his his arms and his legs, like that's what I loved about the realism of it. And you have to see this in theaters, like because you hear the surround. But that like the thumping of everything, him walking, him punching, like it's heavy. He's wearing a lot of heavy bulletproof armor, and it shows when he walks. Like that scene, yeah. that that chase. We didn't talk about the chase. There's so much to talk about, but that chase scene, bro. When the Batmobile first hit, I didn't, I gotta be honest, I wasn't after seeing Aflax, because again, I'm a huge, uh-huh. like that to me was like the tank of tanks. But the really? fact is, yeah. Aflax Batmobile is one of my least favorites. Is that right? Oh, I love that. Tumblr, I think, is my favorite, or Keaton's, but I think it's the Tumblr. The Tumblr. Go ahead. Great. I understand why you like his, but. Yeah. I mean, of course, Keaton's great, but they're two different, they're two different beasts. Like, I, I love the. Just that scene, uh, 
not the warehouse scene in Batman versus Superman, but when he's chasing down the kryptonite, right? Like that whole scene yeah. where he's busting through the ship and shit. And I'm like, this is kind of outrageous, but I love it. So to me yeah. that I got the itch for it, right? But when I saw this, I didn't think I was going to like it because it's just a regular car. But when they're at the warehouse with the penguin and it's in the alley and it turns on and I'm like, hold on, what is this? Is this it's like, a, it's like a horror movie again? It's like a beast awakening, and you kind of see its eyes start to open. <sighs> Dude, that oh, and that man. whole scene was incredible. I, oh man! So I'm like, I, I when I saw, I was like, I can't believe that in that one scene, that one shot, or whatever those couple of scene shots, that this is becoming one of my favorite Batmobiles ever. All right. <laughs> And this is the first movie. Imagine a couple sequels. Like, what is it going to look like then? Like, woof, it's going to get decked out. Yeah, they always change it so that they can sell more toys, sell something different. Of course. Yeah. But one thing I meant to say, I'm going to see it in 4DX next. Ooh. Have you ever experienced 4DX? I think I saw, I might have seen like Jurassic World, the first one. And it's okay. incredible. Um, But they didn't have it at the theater that I was at. But I, I would really love to see it because I, I heard... It's incredible, like the moving. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the ticket throw is like twice the fucking price, but to me, it's worth it. You know, you got the smoke, lighting effects. You got rain and water and wind. You got everything in there. I got. I'm waiting for the Batmobile chase for in 4DX. I, I can't wait to watch it in 4DX, man. That so, would be rad. When, when are you gonna see it next? You got a plan? I think I'm gonna go Sunday. Okay, because I'm going tomorrow again to watch it again. I brought I brought my boy uh, that's a big Batman fan the first time and um, you know we got all decked out in Batman shit and then I'm bringing the wife tomorrow and okay. you know she's she's of course not a fan uh, she'll watch him and she likes him and she enjoyed him like No Way Home she loved and she didn't okay. understand you know she didn't understand a lot of it like the little nods and tips she's like oh yeah wasn't wasn't one of those Spider Mans in like another Spider Man and I'm like yeah babe, this is a big deal. <laughs> Yep. But I'm taking her to see this and I'm I'm stoked about it just to watch it the second time to listen to it. But when I bought the tickets, you know, one thing I didn't realize because you talked about 40X, I didn't understand this until I bought these second tickets and I'm rehashing all this stuff. You know, it was raining the entire time. It was raining. It was raining. <laughs> like the entire movie, it was raining. But then you don't realize, like, that's Gotham. That's how, you know, like if you play the games. If you play the video games, it was raining the whole oh, time, but <laughs> like the worst city in the world to live in. <laughs> They're like in Seattle. Like it's just so depressing. Yeah. And yeah, it's gross. Now but, it makes sense with the whole grunge band, with the whole Nirvana thing. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. But um no, dude, I know you went a little bit over, so I appreciate uh you hopping on again, man. This was fun. And um if people don't know where can they find you, what do you got going on? I'll leave your YouTube links and stuff below, but uh, where can they find you? Yeah, everywhere it's Tyrone Magnus, uh, I believe. Um, so Facebook, Tyrone Magnus. Instagram, Tyrone Magnus. Twitter is the Tyrone Magnus. And of course, YouTube, Tyrone Magnus. So Nice. Well, dude, loving your stuff as always. Love hearing from you. And uh, yeah, let's do this again, man. All right, cool, bro. All right, T. Appreciate you, you man. All right. All right, later.